Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study through the book of Hebrews. During this study, we will recognize that God has provided better things for us in this age through Jesus Christ. So, grab your copy of the Summer 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson is entitled, A Better Service, from Hebrews 13, 1, 5 through 9, and 12 through 17. Our application is, the student will be motivated by love rather than fear to serve Christ. Seeking the context. Valid premises lead to valid conclusions. When a lawyer makes a compelling case, proving it beyond a shadow of doubt, the court rules in his favor. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, the writer of Hebrews spent 12 chapters perfectly and powerfully explaining the case for the superiority of Jesus Christ. Now it was time to conclude the book. Since Jesus fulfilled the law and is therefore superior, and since the new covenant improved and supplanted the old covenant, how then ought you as a Christian conduct yourself? The first 12 chapters of Hebrews are followed by no fewer than 12 imperatives in chapter 13. God did not shy away from hammering home his expectations of believers when he inspired the writer of Hebrews to call his readers to action. Since by faith you are convinced in the superiority of Jesus Christ above all else, your life should reflect that reality. Today's passage does not offer suggestions but demands actions regarding the service Christians are now expected to offer. Hebrews 12 addressed the worship of believers and concluded that the worship of God is a spiritual service. Genuine worship of God's children is in spirit and in truth, which means it is a matter of the heart. Today's passage reminds the student that whatever is on the inside will come to the outside. Luke 6.45 Since spiritual worship of God begins as a matter of the heart, it comes out in the form of service to Him in transformed living. Today, heed the commands of service to God that stems from a heart of worship. How does heartfelt worship of God affect your behavior? Searching the context. Number one, serve God with brotherly love. Hebrews 13.1 Let brotherly love continue. Having settled once and for all the supreme devotion to God required by his people, the writer of Hebrews followed the example of Jesus by next requiring love for your fellow man. This closely resembles the teaching of Jesus concerning the two greatest commandments, namely, loving the Lord with all one's heart, soul, and mind, and loving others as one would love himself. Leviticus 19.18, Deuteronomy 6.5, and Matthew 22.37. The command in this verse is to make sure brotherly love remains constant. Do not allow love for one another to falter or fail. The passage explains what brotherly love should look like in the following verses. First, serving God with brotherly love is accomplished when God's people show hospitality to everyone, including strangers. Hebrews 13.2 Modern-day society seems to have wandered from the general practice of showing kindness to those unknown, much less to those who are known. Showing hospitality to everyone, including strangers, should be a hallmark of Christian nature, since you do not know who you might be entertaining. 
Abraham and Gideon entertained angels of God without knowing it at the time. Genesis 18, 1 through 5 and Judges 6, 11 through 24. The lesson is to treat everyone with compassion and hospitality, since you never know how your treatment of them will impact everyone involved. Another way brotherly love reveals itself in the life of a Christian can be seen in his treatment of those who are oppressed, especially fellow church members who endure mistreatment. Hebrews 13.3 Perhaps the original audience became anxious when fellow Christians were carried away to jail for their faith and did not know how to treat them since, according to the government at the time, it appeared they had broken the law. Brotherly love seeks to show concern for those who are oppressed by others. The writer then mentioned fidelity in marriage as a matter of brotherly love. Maintaining faithfulness in the marriage covenant displays love for God and compassion for others. Solid marriages also play an important role in strengthening society for the glory of God. There is a permanent link between a Christian's heart of spiritual devotion to God and his treatment of fellow man. You can be sure that if a Christian mistreats others, he most likely has ignored God and his word. Hebrews 12.25 What difficulties do you face in demonstrating love for others? Number two, serve God with personal holiness. Hebrews 13.5-9 Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. The writer of Hebrews moved from how a Christian ought to treat others to how he ought to address his own spiritual development. Not only do you as God's child serve him when you love others well, but you also serve him when you fight for your own purity and growth in the faith. The passage offers the reader three ways to grow in personal holiness in worshipful service of God. First, the Christian must be wholly content with God and his provision. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Perhaps the early Christians who read this letter struggled with having enough money, so they were tempted to covet what others had. The answer to covetousness in the life of a believer is not necessarily satisfaction with the possessions you may have, but contentment with the presence of God himself. The Holy Spirit inspired the writer to quote from Joshua and the Psalms, which reminds you that God would be with you to help you always. You should not be fearful of what may happen, Joshua 1.5 and Psalms 118.6. You may lack material possessions, but if you have God, you have all you need. Contentment with the presence of God will mature your faith for his service. Secondly, the Christian must be wholly committed to following godly examples. Hebrews 13, 7 and 8. The command in Hebrews 13, 7 is for the believer to keep godly spiritual leaders at the forefront of his mind. You, as a Christian, should follow godly leaders who faithfully proclaim the word of God. You will be able to see the outcome of their faith and model your own life after them. 
To be obedient to this command requires you to be heavily involved in your church, where you can watch others live out their faith in the community. As you observe other Christians live out their faith, you should be able to see their conformity to Christ himself, who never changes. Lastly, the Christian must be wholly dependent upon God's grace. Remember, the original audience had been tempted to leave Christ and devote themselves to practicing the law again, along with all its ceremonial observances and feasts, which could never save. The answer to legalism is a renewed commitment to God and dependence upon God's grace. Personal holiness begins on the inside and works itself outward. It does not begin with outward behavior modification, such as eating only certain kinds of foods, since abiding by ceremonial laws only affects the body and not the soul. Your adherence to the grace of God and refusal to be bound by legalism serves to ground your faith firmly in Jesus Christ. When you are grounded by grace in Jesus, you are less prone to be led away from him by heresy. Hebrews 13, 9. Christians who are content with the presence of Christ, committed to following godly examples in their church, and dependent upon God's grace, have everything they need to grow in personal holiness. When you take responsibility for your personal growth in Jesus Christ, you become useful for God's glory and kingdom advancement. Personal spiritual growth prepares you for spiritual service. How does your personal holiness impact your service to God? Number three. Serve God with sacrificial obedience. Hebrews 13, 12 through 17. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifice God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as that they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Loving God, loving one's neighbor, and striving for personal holiness do not happen by accident. These actions of worshipful service to God are not inherent in the natural man, but come about as the result of you surrendering to the will of God. The writer of Hebrews described this type of surrender as sacrifice. In a world that values how much a person can get, the Christian who values how much he may give stands in stark contrast. The writer of Hebrews identified four areas of sacrifice you as a Christian must be willing to make in your service to God. The first sacrifice mentioned dealt with giving up personal comfort. The writer reminded the reader of how Jesus was crucified outside the gates of Jerusalem where the carcasses of the sacrificial offerings were collected. The picture of Jesus leaving the civilization of the city to a hill called Golgotha to sacrifice his life compels believers to follow his example. You should be willing to leave the comfort of civilization to surrender your life to God without the camp. Verse 13, willing to assume the same reproach that fell upon Jesus Christ. In this current age, you will never find an ultimate comfort, so you must sacrifice it in anticipation of the heavenly city to come. Revelation 21, 1 and 2. 
The second sacrifice mentioned in the passage was the sacrifice of praise, Hebrews 13, 15. God deserves credit, glory, and praise on a continual basis for all he has done. When John saw the four living creatures around the throne of God, he described them as never ceasing to sing praises to God. Such is the offering and sacrifice of eternal praise your God deserves. The third sacrifice mentioned in the passage was the sacrifice of personal possessions, Hebrews 13, 16. If Jesus was willing to give up the glory of heaven to serve humanity on this earth, the very least you can do in gratitude to him is to sacrifice some of your material possessions to care for others around you. The writer of Hebrews explained that God would be pleased when his people share good deeds and good things with others in need. The last sacrifice you as a Christian must be willing to make in the worshipful service of God deals with giving up personal pleasures in deference to the will of God for the Lord's church where you are a member. Hebrews 13, 17. In his earthly ministry, Jesus established the first church to carry out the pleasures of God, namely the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18-20. God has gifted each church since then with leaders who have the calling and conviction to equip the congregation for the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. God's design for kingdom advancement through the work of New Testament churches only works if the members submit to the pastoral leadership and teaching of their leaders. As a Christian, you may be passionate about many things, but you will only serve the Lord if you sacrifice your personal pleasures to the will of the Father in conjunction with the purpose and authority of the church of your membership. A church's pastor has committed himself to guarding the souls of his flock and is accountable to God for them. Let your pastor shepherd you with joy instead of groaning. What sacrifices do you make in the service of God? Setting the application. Since Jesus is your perfect high priest and has given you access to the Father for true spiritual worship, it makes sense that you modify your life in submission to his desires. Your worship of God will transform your life since what is in your heart will come out in your behavior. There are many ways you may serve God practically, but your service of God will be the most evident in your love for others, your personal holiness, and your sacrificial obedience. You serve God when you show hospitality to strangers, serve those who are oppressed, and when you commit to godly marriages and families. You serve God when you are content with the presence of Christ, whether or not you have material possessions, when you follow the examples of godly leaders, and when you depend upon God's grace in forsaking legalism. You serve God when you sacrifice your personal comfort, offer to God the sacrifice of praise, sacrifice your personal possessions, and give up your own pleasures for the sake of pleasing God in your church. God is worthy of your service. Jesus gave it all, all to him you owe. How has the book of Hebrews helped you appreciate the work of Jesus Christ? Thank you for joining us for another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue our study of better things in the book of Hebrews. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.